0: Oh my god it's short for discovery
1: anita oh marie god. annabelle clarice sarkeesian this is our fifth episode you gotta bring more game you got it oh lord
0: Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Recap Freecast. I am Anita Sarkeesian, and I am joined by the wonderful and amazing Ebony Astor. Hey, everybody. All right. So before we dive into this week's episode called Leth, I think, Leith, Leffy, Leith, uh <laughs> huh. Uh, yeah, think... I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but
1: I did look it up, and apparently it's the Greek spirit of forgetfulness.
0: Yeah. I wow. We are so awesome. We did our homework this week. I looked it up too. That is the
1: one thing I looked up. So <laughs> that's too. the extent of my research.
0: Yeah. So it means like oblivion, forgetfulness, or concealment. Um, and then I guess in like contemporary Greek, it means truth. But whatever. Who gives a shit? So before we dive into this episode that we can't name, uh, Ebony would like mm-hmm. to issue a correction.
1: Ebony did not want to issue this correction, but Anita (laughs) strong-armed me from 600 miles away. Well, 300 miles away. Anyways, last week, I tried to give a special shout-out. For one particular listener out of our three listeners, and I called Lucius Malfoy Captain Michael something. I don't Brit- know. But you it called turns him out Bennett. Character- you
0: called him Michael yeah, Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, Bennett. Right.
1: But the character's name is actually Michael Britton. So, again, basically, this entire podcast apparently is just going to be fan service for that one listener. <laughs> but we just want you to know that we care about you, dude.
0: Someone wrote, um, I'm assuming it was that listener, it wrote in and was like, just, you know, I didn't even know it was, I had to look up the correct name, but here you go. So, I guess the guy the the actor played this character on a wake which I'd never seen either right, so I had right. no fucking idea. Well I think it I think
1: it ran for like a season, maybe not even a full season. Yeah. So I love that someone wrote in and they were like this you know, Jason Isaacs will always be Michael Britton to me. That's a hardcore attachment. It is. You know?
0: I I also forgot, like I recognize him from the OA, which I wa- it was a one season uh, show on Netflix that was a little wonky, but he's like the creepy yeah. ab- abducting assaulter guy, so. He plays wow. a lot of dickheads, apparently. He's got that face, and he's got that
1: demeanor. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he you does. know, I mean, like, I, he seems like an awesome person in real life. Does like, he? I really appreciated him. Yeah, I really appreciated him. Um, oh, that's right! Just, you know, like, you know, not having it when, you know, like, yeah. Sean Spicer was at the Emmys, and, you know, he... um Posted on Instagram and was like, "What the fuck? No, this person doesn't get to get be redeemed." Yeah, and I was like, oh, "And I hey, all, Lucius Malfoy." I
0: know I loved all the the tweets that went out with that selfie that he took, being like, "Like if Lucius Malfoy thinks you're a problem, like, Ser- you, for real, you got some issues, man." Seriously, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, so what did you think of this week's episode?
1: Uh, again, was pretty pleased with it. Um, in terms of keeping my interest you know it was probably like if last week was a 7 this week is probably about a 5.5 but certainly not the low of the you know negative 23 that the first two episodes were right. so you know i feel um i feel again um, pretty, pretty vindicated in my decision to continue with this podcast. Granted, my job depended on it, so it's not like I had a chance. <laughs> I had actually, a like, choice.
0: I would fire you if you didn't like do this podcast. I with fully me.
1: expected a pink slip if you were like, <laughs> if you're not into this, you can't work with me. But no, um. I, I, I was pretty interested. I thought there was some interesting stuff um, that happened. None of the things that I wanted to happen did happen. Um, Namely, Stamets, still alive Still a member of the crew sure, sure. I feel I, like I suspect, we could be working on that
0: I suspect that he's not going to die And you're never going to get your wish No,
1: he's going to he's he's gonna become an even bigger member Of my Sunday night experience <laughs> I'm really not okay with that
0: <laughs> so, But whatever Yeah, so like, I didn't Okay I think that we were talking last week about how like the show is just like beating us into submission in terms of just mm-hmm. forcing us to like it. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't hate this episode. I liked it better than last mm-hmm. week's. Um, and I think what what's happening for me is like I will. It is not a good show. Like in the mm-hmm. the world of good shows, it is not good. Yeah. It has cheesy ass dialogue. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's the most contrived nonsense. But there, I think because we're sort of because we're doing this, we're sort of forced to keep watching it and keep engaging with it. And so we're seeing some threads come out. And like in this episode, there's some interesting things happening, even though I'm like- Really?
1: Name one. Name one interesting thing.
0: And, uh, they run yeah, in the hallways. See, with... You can't do it. <laughs> okay. I think we need to be strong. Like I'm not gonna lie. I am no, enjoying watching back... the
1: show. But to characterize it as interesting, that's a bridge too far. Okay, fine,
0: that. whatever. But there is some backstory stuff that I found uh, that gave me a little bit more insight into the characters. Right. Like one of our problems is that they haven't given us anything about the characters or to care about them in any way. And so, like the fact that we're getting backstory on a bunch of different characters in this episode, mm-hmm. I think uh, resonated with me a little bit. Uh, you know whether it was done well or not. At least it was there. It's giving me something to hold on to. At least, uh, yeah. But best part of the show. Okay, not the best part. I was the
1: disco t-shirt. Just... The
0: disco t-shirts. The disco t-shirts.
1: <laughs> I was like, what I want one that? of those right now. I'm uh, I'm a merchandising sucker. Like I'm the fool they see coming, dude. The okay. minute I saw them running in those, I was like, boom, sign me up. Is there a triple extra large.
0: Is that, like, I don't understand. Like, I was like, what is going on? I just think it's absurd
1: that, first of all, does every ship have their own t-shirts so like the enterprise would say like enter or something not as interesting or did some like group of party people on the discovery come up with the idea to have these t-shirts and they were like yo i'm selling these out of my bunk you know 10 space <laughs> bucks you want a discovery t-shirt i got you i got you like hustle man i was into it and i was like get me one of those so i fully oh my god one it's for short Christmas. for
0: discovery
1: Anita, Marie, Annabelle, Clarice, Sarkeesian. This is our fifth episode. You got to bring more game. You got it. Oh, Lord.
0: Oh, my God. I did not even notice that.
1: Wow. Bye. Bye. I'm signing off.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I wish the back said, like, very or something. Man, right, right. That would have okay. That makes so much more sense. I was like, "What the fuck?" Are there other shirts that say like punk on them? Like, I don't. Are they just really into? I bet disco? they do.
1: I bet they do. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, wow. can you we... know what? I, I, Let's put this in the podcast Hall of Fame. When we inevitably do our clip show of like greatest moments, <laughs> that one's got to be in there.
0: Fair, fair. I uh, I am notorious for not noticing these kinds of things, so this is, mm-hmm. you know there'll be more. But okay, can we also before we leave this scene, can we also talk yeah. about why they're running in the fucking hallways while people are trying to do their goddamn Seriously. jobs?
1: Okay, listen. I don't like it when people are in my way when I'm on a running trail. If you're at my job slowly <laughs> jogging past, you're gonna clock an elbow every lap. I was like, There's there's no way. And also, Michael Burnham, I get that you're slowly being like, you know, um, like folded into the life of the ship, but maybe you wanna still maintain a little bit of a low profile. <laughs> I'm not sure that doing your morning run, you know, on sea deck is the best way to get people on your side. But also
0: there's no gym. There's no, like, you could just yeah. build yeah. your fucking, what's the space called where you, like, where they were doing like the, holodeck. The, holodeck? the holodeck. Yeah. Like, you can't have a holodeck gym or a holodeck Seriously. course. Seriously. Like, what the yeah. fuck? I don't, it's yeah. just, I oh, God, whatever. It was so stupid. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was obviously set up so that at the end she could run into Tilly running, like, so that they right. could have that right. little moment or whatever, whatever. Um. It was kind of nice yeah. to see them bonding, though. I did like that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. they're they're. She's like helping. They're you know they're they're leaning on each other a lot more. And that was one of the nice things yeah. in this episode too, is that like Michael is warming up to Tilly, and Tilly is like mm-hmm. becoming a little more comfortable. Uh, so, yeah, yeah you know, that's
1: cool. Yeah, no, I continue to be just really pleased with the development of the Tilly Burnham relationship. I thought, you know, I wasn't too jazzed about the juxtaposition of their scene. And then immediately we jump to an all male scene. So it's Lorca and Tyler. And what are they doing? They're having like an action shot. You know, the the um, the gunfight. Yeah, on the, the how simula- like the, like the simulation. simulation exactly and i was like i'm not too sure about that juxtaposition of you know like what the two women are doing versus what the two guys yeah, are yeah. doing and what that represents but yeah i i just i love tilly and i love that she got that moment at the end of the episode like saru in last week's episode where she's like yeah i'm i need to find my own path to leadership yep. my own path to command and I appreciate your mentorship and I will take what I can use from that yeah. but but ultimately I I trust myself to know what's right and I just thought that was a really powerful moments so I like that
0: yeah I agree I like that too um I think that uh so there's there's some some like Lorca I just I fucking hate him and I know we're supposed to hate him
1: even though you get to see him without his shirt off in this episode oh,
0: god I was oh that was so That'll- painful.
1: It was awful, it was awful, but like
0: so i the thing I think one of my biggest problems with the show, and maybe this uh, uh, they mm-hmm. like it's just so heavy handed, like he says the same yeah, yeah. shit every fucking episode, like I'm a mm-hmm. bad guy, war is the thing, we are at war, yeah. I have to do all the things, you don't understand me, blah blah blah, and I'm just like, we get it, yeah. can we move on like can we can we at least progress in your? your command and in what you're doing if we have to put up with your bullshit. So like, you yeah. know, the Ash Tyler who is is from Seattle, which is appropriate cuz he looks like a fucking tech bro. Like he acts like a goofy mm. tech bro, dude, where he's like, uh uh, yay." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I was
1: really glad you got to see him though, and I know that you're holding back because you were So happy to see him get more camera time (laughs) this episode. And so for your sake, I was like, all right, I'm going to let it happen. But that guy continues to not be interesting. Even though, even though I know, I believe to my soul, that dude is just Vok in disguise like he's gonna turn out to be a spy <laughs> and the show you know is trying to allay our fears by having him you know give his backstory and then the you know Lorca kind of questions it and then he's like you know oh no I don't like just anybody on my ship yo that dude I will put money on it right now 10 space sure. bucks there's, there's, on the fact that Tyler is a mole he's a, he's a spy
0: there's definitely something and we don't know yeah. what it is, but there's definitely something. So, yeah. Um. So, in this scene, uh, Lorca says, "Uh, you know, like, because Tyler pretends that he didn't do as well as the captain. And he says, don't apologize yeah. for excellence. I need someone mm-hmm. I can trust, someone who understands war, what it takes to survive, yeah. what it takes to win. I think mm-hmm. that's you. And I was like, oh, this is way too fast. Like, Lorca, yeah. of all people, would not just trust some random dude because he looked up his, like, his... um his record in the system, right? Like Lorca of everyone Mm -hmm. knows that what's in the system, it does not equate who the person is and what they do, which is a big theme in this episode. Right.
1: Right. No, you know, for me, it was very much like a, you know, um, Lorca deciding he needed a wartime conciliary. Like it was very like kind of Godfather moment. But in terms of Lorca lines, I think I wrote down maybe like six, he got like six, like, patented, quintessential Lorca lines in this episode. And so there was the, yes, uh, you know, I need someone who knows what it takes to survive, someone who understands war. I swear to God, you know what it is? It's because we had that horrible bit of his backstory where he said, like, his family, um, they made fortune cookies. Dude speaks in fortune cookies, but, like, war fortune cookies. It was like, in times of crisis, ignorance can be beneficial. Rules are for admirals. War doesn't provide too many opportunities for niceties. Fortune favors the bold. The dude speaks in aphorisms, but like the most cheesy, heavy-handed red print aphorisms. I wanted the admirable the admiral to squish his fucking head. And then when they got busy, oh
0: uh-huh. My spirit that retired. Was awful, right? I was
1: not ready. You're like,
0: oh, they're friends. Fuck! I know where this is going. Right? I and didn't. They yeah, a I didn't
1: like it when they were just friends. Mm. Like, I liked it when she was giving him the business. I don't like anyone. No. And then Lorca, he like puts you his know? hand on
0: her knee, and I think I screamed out loud to my cat. I, I was know just I like, did. I and can't. It was so gross. And then the next scene, you see them in bed together, and like at least. At least I appreciate that the scene ended with her being like, you fucking lying, son of a jerk.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: why? Like, I I know you're lying. I know you really well. And you're faking it for everybody. And so... Clearly, when he sends her off to the mission, like, clearly we know that mm-hmm. she's going to not come back because how could right. the show possibly continue?
1: <laughs> right. But, like, I, I felt bad because when she was like, when I get back, we're going to talk about you stepping down. And I was like, well, I guess you ain't coming back then. Exactly, there's right? no way that's going to happen. And I, I was mean, like, is things- he going to
0: blow up her ship or something? But no, like, it was just whatever. And then he yeah. took... He took her, what what was it, like a weapon or a teleportation device or some shit, right? Like he took it, because that shot at the very end of his hip Uh was like whatever he took off of her.
1: I thought it was like it was part of her uniform. I didn't see what it was. So write us at, at Ebony Aster and tell us what we missed. Um, of the yeah, many like, things that I'm sure we missed pocket, this episode. And I
0: remember she was she was looking to find something to get out of there when she realized that they were being ambushed and she didn't have it. So when they shot to his back pocket, I was like, oh, that's whatever the thing is she was trying. It was trying. probably her inhaler. It, 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 pro- yes, that's probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I have to, of the two things, like, I, I couldn't even, <laughs> I was left so despondent by the fact that they hooked up That the two things that I was left with was, A, at least the Admiral's age appropriate. Because, you know... Yep, yep, yep. You know, a lot of times he would have been with... And then, corollary to that, at least they're not, I hope, setting up something with him and Burnham. Like, I really... Like, the, the one or two things that I liked about Lorca in this episode, or rather, at least didn't hate was his kind of like Papa Bear approach to Burnham, where he tells Tyler, like, you know, bring her back safely. If you're not going to bring her oh my back, God, I hated don't that. come back at all.
0: I hated that. It was so No, the only reason I liked it is
1: because I was like, you know, the kind of like paternal, um, you know, attitude means that at least we're not going to be set up down the road for them to be love interests, which I would kick a hole through my TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for reals for okay, reals. I would pay to see that. I I would pay to see you kick a hole through a TV, for sure. Yeah, well,
1: I would I would do it on Snapchat. So okay, you'd be able I to. mean
0: that's a really like a really I, I can't.
1: I was reaching. This, uh, yeah. this show gives me so little. Yeah. I had to reach, but you know, I'm just saying that's that shit I was, was so
0: annoying. That like that was yeah. just so paternalistic and annoying. That I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. And the fact that like this mission, he's like, I'll send my best person, who's this guy that I've known for a week, like. It, oh whatever.
1: Um, Lorkin doesn't make any good decisions. But also, why was Tilly on? Because, like, why was she chosen?
0: Because Michael asked for her.
1: Right, but the captain didn't have to say yes. Like, well, I just feel like also, given the captain... what they were dealing with, you know, in terms of like the scientific needs, you know, the technical needs, the strategic needs, whatever. You just wanted more I get more Paul. that, you know. I, because I was hoping that Stamets would go and then would get <laughs> left in die. the Delta Quadrant or something. <laughs> like, just shoot that asshole out of an airlock. God, I hate him so much. I know. Okay,
0: can we talk so about much. Can we talk about how um he was so weird in this episode in a way that I was mm-hmm. like, why? So he used the words groovy, groovy. way cool, and noggin.
1: Noggin, yeah. What yeah.
0: happened? Like literally, what clearly happened? something
1: happened with that Ripper DNA that shuffled his spirit back in time <laughs> to the 1940s. But I feel like the the Stamets that we were introduced to at the beginning was, like, cold, emotionally distant, he was mean, he was salty, he was high-handed and sanctimonious, and now we have this, like, kind of, you know, loose, <laughs> <luge laughs> laid-back Stamets, which I equally hate, but clearly, like, the difference is stark, you know, mm-hmm. in the depiction of his personality, so something went on when he got that tardigrade DNA, right? Like, you know, at the end of the last episode, where yeah. we saw his reflection remain in the mirror, so he are
0: turns we being to set up weird, to believe, retro, or is dude? that because he was talking that, to the captain? Is like, too. Is,
1: did, I'm, I'm wondering if it's like you know, two parts of his personality like split. You know, yeah. and one has like the the mean Stammets. Who, if I had to choose, I would take mean bitchy Stamets over. Like, Grandpa Talks, damn it. But, like, are they split? I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. But either way, whenever he's on the screen, I puke.
0: Sure, sure. Fair. He wasn't Yeah, he, he was on very much this time. I love that they're mm-hmm. like, build a mind meld augmentation thing. And they're like, okay, got it. In, like, There's, two seconds. Their science
1: jibber-jabber. Like, whenever they need to just, like, talk around <laughs> the science of something, like, Star Trek is still, mwah, it- kisses my fingers. So good.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so when I when I turned on the CBS app and saw that Sarek was uh the screen was the like title card girl, thumbnail, I no, was like, girl, oh, I almost gonna shut it so down.
1: Happy. I almost faked sick. <laughs> I almost was like, can't do it, can't do it. I Okay. James Frain, the actor who plays Sarek, he is a great character actor, but he skeeves me out so much, like Almost as much as Lee Pace skews oh, me out. There's something oh. about him where I'm like, it's like robots whose programming wasn't tuned correctly. <laughs> like I'm not entirely sure they're human. But anyways, yeah, I'm not into I'm not into his depiction of Sark. No slam on James Frane, who I think is a great actor, but I'm just not feeling this this version of Sark and the chemistry between him and Amanda non-existent. Like one of right. the things that's been a through line, you know, throughout the various series is like Sark and Amanda, you saw what it took um, and the, the allure um, of their relationship that would cause this guy from the Vulcan high council to marry this human woman that was completely absent from, from this.
0: Yeah. And it took me a minute. Cause I was like, Oh, she's, like I didn't, because I didn't remember all yeah, of the who backstory. Is she? So I was like, "Wait, why mm-hmm. is she acting so emotional when she's mm-hmm. a Vulcan? And I was like, "Oh, she's not a Vulcan, obviously." Um, yeah. You know, I like there was an interesting. Oh God, I hate this show because I almost, <laughs> I'm almost like there's some interesting stuff happening there between like the it's providing backstory of Burnham and like what happened to her and and how she ended up in Starfleet and she was on this mm-hmm. path and like the the idea of like the The history of the Vulcans trying to like to understand humans better or, or not understand humans, but like right, like mm-hmm. the complications there. Like, there's some interesting stuff happening, I think. But it, you know, like when they first yeah. propel um, Burnham through like mind meld territory, and it's like oh, the, yeah, the so duplicity funny. of her. I was like, oh, give me a <laughs> fucking break! Like, could you be any cheesier?
1: <laughs> no, they couldn't be. Clearly. And I, I. Like, that that kind of high campiness um, is just a real callback for me to the original series. So, I love it. Like, as ridiculous uh. as it is, there's something about it that draws me in. It's just... It's so hyperbolic. It's so over the top. It's so ridiculous that I i absolutely love it. But I, I have a question, mm-hmm. you know, while we're on Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I'm <laughs> not like... When Sarek is dying, the fact that he thinks about Burnham, not Amanda, not his son Spock, but Burnham, like, I get that he's got this unresolved stuff in his past, you know, but the dude's hundreds of years old. I'm sure he's got lots of unresolved shit in his past.
0: <laughs> Maybe lots of unresolved I was like, trend.
1: yeah, many, you know? How many
0: kids this dude have?
1: I just, d- who in a... Spock, for one, and if I was Spock, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, "Yo, pops, <laughs> on your de- on your deathbed, you think about this person who clearly is so unimportant to Federation history that we don't hear about her." After this. So after the course of this show, we never hear... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's impossible for people to, you know, to retcon it, but yeah. it's not as if there's been a Michael Burnham story or, you know, mythic figure um, in Star Trek lore before this. So what happens? Like, the person who ostensibly started this war and then was brought back into the fold, like, no one ever talks about her anymore?
0: Yeah, like, I... Okay, I'm willing... I think I'm willing to be a little more generous on this than you are, like... They're they're coming up with a new concept for a new show, and they're setting uh-huh. it in this time, and like like, yeah, you're right, it doesn't, like, it, of course this this character or this, like, mythological figure to some degree is going to be passed down of, like, she started this war, uh, she was a mutineer, et cetera, et cetera, and we never hear of her. But, like, that's kind of just, I, I'm going to give them that. That's, like, what happens I'm when not, you do this.
1: I'm not. Like, if, if, someone went, if someone was went back in history and, you know, like, if Paul Revere hadn't been invented – you know, hadn't existed. And then suddenly there was a... Like, we still talk about Paul Revere. We would talk about the person who started the Federation Klingon war. So would you rather
0: rather the show be about something totally different that has no bearing on the future? Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, okay,
0: I know. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: But no, I just, you know, I take issue with the fact that this person who apparently instigated this galaxy-defining moment in history is apparently never spoken of again. Now, obviously, I get the logistics of why that couldn't happen because this is entirely new. But I just think, like... I I don't understand why this wasn't they they didn't play this out you know yeah the original series is supposed to take place ten years after the events like people would still be talking about Michael Burnham and what went on with the Klingon Federation war like it's it, it's ten years ago yeah you know
0: I know I I guess I'm just I'm I uh, it's really I feel like we're switching roles here because I'm I just I'm like I don't really care that much about that like I think it's fine it just is what it is at this mm-hmm. point and so I I also hear you on why is Sarik going back to this moment like is the most uh the most painful moment of his life when he right. had to choose between his two kids like maybe right like it could be and I you know yeah. I I buy it I think they did a fine I think it was adequate I you know like <laughs> I, 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 I think it was adequate in that this show sucks like put I, it
1: on the poster <laughs>
0: yeah so you know I it was uh I, yeah, it was fine. Like, it was a little bit, like, I was kind of cracking up when she, when he's, like, fighting her and, like, pushing her away. And you're like, what are you fucking yeah. doing? What is happening? Why is this happening? Right. But also, I think, I, I think that I'm where you were at last week where I'm like, okay, whatever, we're here. Like, we're stuck with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's, like, right. lean into it as best we can. Um. So, you know, so I, I appreciated the backstory about, about Burnham. And I appreciated that she's like, oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The fucking last scene before the Klingons, uh-huh. where she's like, I have all these conflicting emotions. I feel yeah. love and hate and this and that. And fucking Tyler's yeah. like, and she goes, what is that? And he goes, uh, it's being human. Like, could you have written a cheesier fucking- Easier- No,
1: you couldn't. Holy I- shit.
0: It was so stupid. It was the stupidest. The- and she is so smart. Yeah. There is no way that she would be a- that much of an idiot to be like, oh, wow, emotions. I've never had these before.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a very, like, data kind of moment, you know, but, like, a stupid version of data, and I wasn't into it. Like, she remembers that she is human, and also, she's been on board a Starfleet vessel with other humans and other alien races. Exactly. So it's not like this is, you know, she just got dropped out of the Vulcan Science Academy, you know, on board the Discovery. So, who knows? And also,
0: why is she opening up to fucking this rando dude?
1: Because that way he gets to deliver the line... You know, it's so human. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, I know you're fucking (laughs) Vogue with, you know, under space makeup. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. It's all going to come to a head. And I feel like we're getting a hint of that. Next week, even though the trailer suggests that the person that um, Lorca is like, you know, get him, get him, is actually Har- Hor- uh, Harcourt Mudd, who I'm super yep. excited, is going to be back. But listen, I just know, I'm telling you, I will take any and all bets at Ebony Astor. Fucking Tyler is a spy. He's going to blow shit up from the inside. With any luck, Stamets will go down with the ship. I don't trust that that'll happen, but, you know, that's what um, that's what I'm praying for.
0: I think next week's episode is going to be um, not a filler episode, but I don't think it's going to have a, a lot of, of story. Like, I feel – because it's, ta- it's a time loop episode, so I think that they're going to, like – Those are do, my favorite. Yeah, well, they're going to, like, do things with it, right? Like, they showed a shot. It mm-hmm. looked like Burnham and Tyler kissing, and then they showed these other yeah. shots. And, like, so it's just looping. So all of this stuff is going to happen, and then it's going to resolve into – Yeah, it's going to reset. Yeah, yeah, so – But I don't, maybe there's a timeline
1: where Stamets dies. Don't take oh this my from God. me.
0: You will be so happy. I will I will gift that for you and and put it in our slack so every time you girl can just have I'll it. wear it on a
1: t-shirt seriously <laughs> seriously it'll become my avatar everywhere you know what I feel bad because there are people who've been writing in um, like tweeting at me and they're like you know hey you know like we really dig the podcast blah 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 but you know I'm kind of worried because I like stamets or I like Paul and is that okay no it's not okay <laughs> I'm not here to absolve any of y'all, but, you know, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but that that dude is so, all that, right. oh, God. I,
0: it's okay if you like oh. him, but we will just judge you for it. That's all. So, mm. you know. Well, you
1: won't, because I know that you dig him. I don't you know, dig him. You I love him. He- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, that guy.
0: I felt like there was some interesting character development that happened with him in one episode. That's all. Girl, please. Please. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Hey, can we
1: talk about the breakfast burritos?
0: Yeah, can we? T- oh, that was oh, my favorite part of the episode. I'm so glad you brought that up. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Where is it in my notes? Because the line that the uh, replicator says is so mm-hmm. weird. It says, um,. Two appetizing and nutrient-filled burritos. Yeah. First of all, first of all, when does the replicator ever fucking say that? And second of all, when the fuck did burritos become good for you? Like, they're delicious. I don't know,
1: but 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 no, I felt validated. I was like, hey, it's the future. It's the future. So clearly they got it right. (laughs) I wanted to eat a breakfast burrito right then. It's science. It's healthy. But yeah, what was up with the replicator giving nutritional information? We've never heard that before, no. right? That's got to be fucking irritating and time consuming.
0: Right. It's or do just... you just
1: set that up so that you can be like, hey, you know, I'm Burnham. I'm going to set the replicator control so that when I get something, I just need to have my choices validated. Like, you know, <laughs> green tea is good for you. Why do you need the replicator to tell you? Yeah. That was bullshit. It's
0: super weird. And it's one of those things where it's like, but we're in the past. So why are mm. you adding things to it? Like, maybe everyone thought it was really annoying, so by the time, like, uh, uh, the original series came around, they were like, yo, don't do that anymore.
1: Yeah. I'm not willing to give it up. I I absolutely, I absolutely believe that that's the case, because it was incredibly annoying. But when I saw that breakfast burrito, and they did look appetizing, (laughs) I was like, yes. (laughs) My choices, the choices I've been making in my life today, setting me up. To be a bold space explorer Clearly. in the future.
0: Clearly, burritos mm-hmm. are the answer.
1: Yep. All right. Breakfast burritos and disco t-shirts.
0: Oh my god! Disco is short for discovery. I can't believe I missed that. Oh, yep. I'm such yep. a moron. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one I would like to say that uh, Twitter are are that has been has been ha. Uh, huh. Oh my god, words. Thank you to everyone who sent me cat gifts because you actually did it and they were amazing and it was such a pleasure. So thank you. Feel free to send me uh, other cute things like I like sloths and puppies Mm -hmm. and just cute furry little animals. So, you know. Pictures of good food. Oh, yeah. Food. Food's good, too. Um so yeah, thank you. I mean, that was really lovely. And it's been nice, uh, now that I have this new Twitter account, being able to talk to you all a little bit. So you can always hit me up at Anita Sarkeesian on Twitter and Ebony, I almost called you Ashley. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ebony's at Ebony Astor. Uh, and you can watch us, uh, you know, pick on each other live on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you
1: trying to wrap this up?
0: No, well, I was about to go into, I didn't mean to, but I was just going there. Um, I wanted to bring up one thing. Or two things, yeah. sorry, that, that came out of Twitter. So one of our listeners, I think his name was Joe Black, or that was his Twitter name, sent in a video mm-hmm. about like, a conspiracy theory around discovery. Did you watch the video?
1: I have not had time okay. to watch that yet. So, but I actually, I, I want to watch it because I know that it deals with a fan theory that the other folks have been talking about. Yeah. Um, so I don't, but, I, you know,
0: I don't know about it because I didn't watch enough of DS9. But the theory is that there's, I guess in DS9 there was like this super secret Section 8, like it's this branch of yep. Starfleet. And so they mm-hmm. think that Discovery is Section 8 and then they pull all of these yeah. threads together, including the little black... Uh, uh, comms badges in that mm-hmm. they had or whatever. And so they have all these different things. And in the, in the video, I was like, oh, interesting. And so I, <laughs> I don't know Girl. any of it. I don't know if it's real at all. But, like, you know, fans are fun. And I like that they come up with this wacky shit. I
1: love it. Listen, I just spent, like, two straight hours reading someone's incredibly detailed, like, doctoral dissertation-level research on costuming and The Prisoner. Anyone who's following me on Twitter knows that I'm currently re-watching The Prisoner. Anyways, fans are the best. When they put Mm -hmm. their massive nerd brains to figuring stuff out, you can't stop them. So yeah, this is a fan theory that I'm actually am very interested in learning more about, so I am gonna watch that video. Joe Black, thanks for sending it to us. I have not watched it yet, but I am going to. I've been trying to, like not read too much about what other people are saying about Star Trek. I'm definitely, you know, not um, reading, like, listening to other podcasts about it. just Because I I want our reactions, my reactions, um, to remain as unsullied as possible. And I know that ultimately I'll just become a minor bird, you know, for other folks if I read something really interesting about it. So unfortunately, our three listeners, you're just going to listen to me shoot from the hip. Every week.
0: I'm very sorry, dear listeners, that Ebony is is Ebony. She's she's Listen, she really is a lovely of you, human, even th- though she pretends.
1: The three of you out there, you know who you are. I love you all dearly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, we got another question uh, on Twitter. It was a. Uh, a person who's a native Portuguese speaker didn't understand why we were using the word actor for female performers. And mm-hmm. and I think that's a really fair question because it's not super common. But I tend to, not speaking for Ebony, but I use the word actor yeah. because I think that it's really silly for us to gender that kind of discipline. So, like, you don't Same. say, so, like, doctor, you wouldn't say doctress for mm-hmm. female doctors, right? I think it's just one actor and that you can be any gender being an right. actor. And so that I'm also of the I, I also believe that that gendering like Academy Awards and the Emmys and that sort of thing is really silly. Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. why we have like best male actor and best female actor, for example. Right. So right. that's why that's why I, I, it's it's a choice that I think some people make in terms of trying to de-gender our language.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, that's that's precisely why I do, I do it as well.
0: Yeah. All right. But yeah, that is a great question. It is a very good question. So, yeah, again, feel free to send us uh, your questions or comments or things that you want us to consider uh, at corrections. Ebony corrections. Yeah, definitely corrections. I'm sure there's lots of those. Uh-huh. Uh, at Ebony Aster, at Anita Sarkeesian, at Femfreak uh, We are up on Stitcher and Google Hold Live. on.
1: Hold on. I haven't done my ebony hair report.
0: I'm not done yet. Okay. Alright. I just
1: I keep feeling I keep oh, feeling the hair you report. heading towards then. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I keep thinking about the song. You haven't done your song either. All right.
1: Oh, I hadn't even thought about anyways, okay. Ebony hair report for October twenty second. I saw an East Asian Vulcan. Loved it. The hair Very well done. We saw some gray-haired Vulcans. Again, very interesting. I saw a dude Vulcan who had a very high forehead, so I think he had male pattern baldness, which I don't think we've seen on Vulcans before. So again, very interesting in the hair report this week. Uh, But the most interesting thing was the throwback to Burnham's straight Vulcan hair, because that was straight mother of the church realness. That wig was (laughs) ridiculous. And it looked like something I absolutely would have gotten to the salon to get circa 1994. Wow. So that's my my hair report for the week.
0: I really did. Did you actually do that? Do you have pictures?
1: Yeah, probably. Oh, Let me slap yes. him up on Twitter if yeah, I can find him. My prom picture is bananas. I will try and dig that up and uh like I look like a goomba for real.
0: He <laughs> can't wait to see that. Yeah. Mm. Um all right. Uh you want to do a song?
1: Star Trek I didn't want to love you but I do. Don't take off Captain Lorca's shirt anymore. <laughs> He's a, he's an attractive dude, but I'm not into him being a love interest. Sure,
0: he's totally an attractive it. dude. But, like, it, that was the grossest, creepiest, uh, disturb Like, you're just like, ew, you're disgusting because you're evil yeah. and awful. So yeah. let's not do that. And also because I liked oh. the Admiral.
1: Yeah, me too. You know, so like, I love Jason choices. Isaacs. I love Lucius Malfoy, but I just, I don't want to know about the people he's boning. Also, when <laughs> Tilly was like, oh, Tyler is so hot, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I liked it better when I thought she was queer. And then I was like, well, she still, you know, she could be bi. Sure. And I'm I'm with that. But if they're trying to, like, you know, kind of straighten her out because, you know, she was getting real close to Burnham, I'm, I'm not interested in it. Yeah, so. and I
0: also felt like... uh I, I, I'm curious to see what they do with Tilly because I'm like, so as she's warming yeah. up, is she, like, is her, um, is the way that she engages with the world changing because she's mm-hmm. becoming like, uh like quote unquote, a little more normal? Like I don't, I don't know right, what the right. word, like the language that I'm trying to use here, but like. Well, she
1: certainly seems to be more socially adept, yeah. but we only ever really see her interacting with Burnham. So, you know, we need to see her in, you know, other scenes and, you know, engaging with other people. But yeah, I mean, she, she doesn't have that same level of like. Um, like the
0: awkwardness isn't quite. Exactly. There, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I don't, so, I don't mean normal. I, like that was major air quotes. I didn't mean that in, in terms of mm-hmm. that there is a normal or not normal, but just it seems like she's like adapting to this space in a way that doesn't make sense for how right. they positioned her. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because before, I mean, she was clearly set up to be neuroatypical, right? But now it's more like, oh, she's just kind of like goofy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't you like know? she maybe has a bit like not quite as much of a filter, right? Which yeah, which her exactly. being like this guy's hot was was supposed to be, oh, she just says what she thinks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyways, uh I love that we just got back into it when we were trying to wrap up.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Do you want another song? Uh yes. No, I don't have another song oh, in damn
0: me. it. Are you sure? Star Trek. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. Uh, thanks, everyone. People, anybody out there who
1: does audio editing, mix that. Loop it.
0: Send it back. Loop it into what? Star Trek. (laughs) Okay, y'all. Um... I, as I was trying to say like 20 minutes ago we're up on Stitcher and Google Play iTunes is coming soon and we have an RSS feed so you can just plug that into your uh, iPod no your podcast players or whatever you use to listen to podcasts uh, thank you everyone whatever grandma for yeah I you know I'm old what can I say mm-hmm. <sighs> alright y'all we will A'ight. talk to you online and talk to you next week bye Yay! bye
1: bye